Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to another episode of Lectures of Fallen Wisdom. And today we are going to talk about eating. And I left a very poorly sounding message to this effect uh, last night, so I took it off. And I'm, bring, I'm sending the letter over again. The lecture is being repeated, but in a slightly different way. The idea is that eating really has to involve the essentials. You want to, don't want to get that bogged down on carbohydrates. Carbohydrates are a drug. They're a drug that is meant to make you eat it over and over again until you become fat. Just a simple fact. Fruit is the first carbohydrate, and we've just made it get worse. So if you go to the Bible and you see, like, what was the original sin? It was eating sugar. It was eating fruit because, not because it's, I mean, a lot of people can eat it just fine, but most, a lot of, most people develop an addiction and they eat themselves into fathood, okay? Unless they get onto a low-carb, you know, just meat and vegetables diet or just vegetables. I mean, you can just be a vegan, but no carbohydrates as a vegan. I mean, a few starchy vegetables here and there, you know, but even carrots are suspect. You have to be careful because each carbohydrate that you ate breeds the starvation level, addiction feeling of, I need another carbohydrate later. So carbohydrate addiction breeds on itself. So if you eat a Snickers bar five hours ago, you're going to like rage for one now. And that's the whole point of it. So when you eat something like meat or you eat something like just straight up vegetables without a lot of seasoning on it, you you just get the food in and you don't need you don't crave like broccoli like five hours later. But you will crave another slice of pizza. So you have to understand the difference in the foods. Now on top of that, my lecture last time which I erased was all about how spices are and, and all this chefery and all this stuff that people do with food. People are foodies and all these desserts and all these concoctions that they come up with to please your taste buds to make you eat more than you should of a particular food. I mean, that's the bottom line. It, it's not like that's the goal, but that's what actually is the effect. They'll eat like 10 times the size of their bowl of pasta that they should eat because the pasta tastes so good, seasoned so perfectly, so al dente. The pasta is just a big bowl of fucking carbohydrates. So it's like it just breeds another addiction in your life that you don't need, okay? Like if you're going to have an addiction, at least let it control your brain to the point of like psychedelia. But if you're going to have an addiction, like don't just have it be a physical addiction that you end up satisfying by getting fat. Now, I know this because I lived in both sides. Of, you know, I, people are like, oh, you should do a high-carb, go-hydrate, vegan diet. I don't know about that. I mean, I think you can do a vegan diet, but you just have to really, like, limit the carbs because you're going to want to eat a lot of them. But the point is, is that if you limit carbs, if you just stop eating them, you lose the craving. The craving comes from the carbs you ate a few hours ago. So just cut off the chain. 
and then you won't get the craving anymore. You'll get it for a couple for a week or so, then it'll go away completely. And if you but you can't cheat. You know, if you cheat once, then you you're back in it again. You're back in like the everyday use, as they say, of the carbohydrate, which is a fucking drug. So they get everybody on this carbohydrate drug, they kill them off. This is the whole point of like we can't have immoral humans. <laughs> Because they just people just keep churning them out. Everybody's taught they have to have kids. Well, we know why. Because eventually they want to settle the entire universe. But you know, this was like a religious thing to like be fruitful and multiply. And so people have you know our culture has bought into it. So pretty soon our planet it would be too overcrowded if everybody were immortal. But we're at that cusp. We're going to figure it out. I mean, they're going to figure it out scientifically soon enough. You really don't need to know it scientifically because the secret to the scientific thing is that it can only take you so far. It can make you almost invulnerable, but the problem is it can't heal your soul. And your soul is so crucial to being a portal. I mean, if your soul is is completely deranged, it'll tear it's going to tear apart your body, my friend. I don't think you're going to last too long. So, there's no such thing as like an immortal crazy person or an immortal fucking evil person, those people tear themselves apart, and we know this. So you have to think about yourself, like, if I'm going to be immortal, like, what kind of compassion do I have to show? Don't I have to show the compassion of an immortal? You know, what kind of of, of honesty do I have to show Don't and, and love? Sincere love for the other and desire for the other's well-being. Do I have to show? To do I have to actually inc- really feel to be an, to deserve to be an immortal? Because your cells are listening. Your cells want to be a part of something bigger than themselves. But if they find out that they're just you're just another selfish cell, just like they are, they're going to break off and do their own thing. They don't need you. Like, they wanted you to transcend that idea, the idea of the selfish cell. That's what every human being is today. It's like he's his own selfish cell. He doesn't want to work together with the other. Like, they're okay, they do a little bit of it, but not much. And uh, most people are just like, they're like, I'm an individualist, you know, and everybody's encouraged to be an individual. And that's important because we're trying to actualize more of this matter. So we needed to actually create an ego, and then we had to overcome the ego. That's part of our evolutionary process. So this is the process where we overcome our ego and become immortal again. And, of course, a lot of people aren't going to make it. You know, and that's the whole thing in the Bible. It's like most people won't make it because they don't understand the goal. The goal is to become immortal, physically immortal, okay? What's the point? Everybody can be um, – and that's the thing, like – Could that really have been Jesus' message if at the time of Jesus everybody conceived themselves as an immortal soul that would go off into heaven if they died? They didn't believe that the body ended death, like when the body died, that you didn't go anywhere. So it's not like Jesus came and brought that new teaching. So his teaching must have been something different, correct? His teaching must have been immortality, physical immortality, everlasting life. And his main message on that score was, don't accumulate money, man. Don't accumulate fucking money, and don't 
and, and you know what? I don't even listen to this. I still accumulate money. But the point is, I know what he's saying because you can't be in heaven with a fucking pile of money next to you. Like, you just can't. It's either the money or the heaven. You can't have both. It's fucking crazy. And he said that. And I was like, I never could understand it. It was like, of course, like, rich people can go into heaven. But that's the point. Heaven is here on earth. And rich people, I don't care if you notice, they're in fucking hell, man. Because now they got this beautiful money to defend every day. And it's kind of like having a hot girl in a jail cell, right? You're, you're, you're in a prison and, like, you have the only girl and she's hot as fuck and she's your girlfriend. That's what it feels like to be a billionaire. So why would you want that feeling? That feeling sucks. That's not heaven. And so that's the point that's being made. It's just like you're never going to have heaven if you're fucking accumulating riches. you got to find heaven. Maybe if you find heaven first, then you can accumulate less and riches, but you might not even want to at that point. But let's just say you've – maybe he's trying to say, and I'll give him this much, okay, that you can't – if you become rich before you find out what heaven really is, you'll never find it until you become poor again. But whatever the point is, maybe you can Maybe you maybe you could just meditate. I don't want to put restrictions, but that was just an interesting point. I don't think you you know. I'm sure there are exceptions. People become very rich and then they find enlightenment. I'm not. I, I in fact, I'm pretty sure that that definitely happens. But the point is, I think on the whole, it's very difficult. It's very difficult because you have your money to buy all the happiness you need, which actually doesn't end up working. I mean, but you you have it to try. And when it doesn't work, you end up in despair more because you thought, like, you could just buy your happiness with money, and, of course, you can't. And everybody assumes they can, and they're like, man, if I could just have this chunk of change, I could just sit back, relax. It's not how it works. So the point is you have to achieve a certain chillness, a certain calmness, a certain compassion for the other, a certain selflessness in order to become immortal. And... That's another thing that's hard to, you you know, you're going to become a poor man pretty quickly if those are the things you feel when you're very rich, right? You're going to give away all your goddamn money to people who don't have it, and then you're going to end up with nothing. So they don't, being a rich man doesn't exactly, like, coincide with that attitude of being very generous, very compassionate. I mean, you got to be kind of selfish, actually, because obviously you can spare more than you're fucking spending, but you want it to compound, and so you want to keep your money and, like, let it grow and so you don't want to give it all away. I mean, it's just, I understand. But the point is, you know you know what I'm saying. There's not, it's hard to be selfless when you're fucking a billionaire because that selflessness can drain your funds. point is, immortality, physical immortality is the way to go. You need to maintain a certain weight. You can't just be, like, a little bit chubby. What happens when you get older, like when you get past 30, is you get all, you get sort of uh, this like covering of slab. And I call it the fat skinny kid syndrome. And it's, it's carbohydrate based. Make no mistake, the minute you stop eating them, that shit's going to go away. And what it does is it makes guys look in the mirror and think that they're getting old. And it's just a matter of just taking off the weight by not eating the things that create that weight. And uh, so what do I include as a carbohydrate? I mean, even cheese is is probably not a good idea. Um, cheese has something in it, like a, a heroin-like substance. I just found out about this. 
very trace amount, but put there for the calf to get seduced into drinking more milk. And we, of course, they're not, they're not taking it out of the milk when they serve it to us. And you think about the ridiculousness of that, just milk everywhere and cheese everywhere, no matter what, and every corner of the globe being created by this one animal that is like a slave when we take away their calves as they, like, milk the animal and we drink the milk. And there's fucking oceans of this milk everywhere. So to me, there's some kind of moral thing with milk. And what about meat? Yes. Like organic meat, you know, kosher meat. All these things are done in the idea like we're not torturing the animal. Although I just, I don't, I think ultimately we need to get off meat and just eat vegetables. That's it, you know, and subsist on vegetables and like and nuts, you know. Um, I think ultimately that's going to save the planet just because the consumption of beef creates a lot of uh, environmental catastrophe, but let's leave that aside. Main thing, eat bland foods. This is something I said in the podcast I raised. With all these spices, it it's not. It, it just entices you to overeat it, and you can overeat pretty much anything. There's no perfect food, so that's a, that's a big problem in America is overeating. And it comes because we're very good at like making really tasty shit, like a fucking Philly cheesesteak or a or Big Mac. I mean, these things taste fucking good. They're, they fill with salt, and you bite into it, and it's like, wow. And you, you'll eat like two of those. And then the fries and the salt and everything. So, you know, when you, when you try to make stuff or get stuff at restaurants, there's not a lot of seasoning, you know, because it'll just give you the food part and not all the taste buddy part that makes you want to, like, gorge yourself with that food. You'll eat just enough. If it's not too spiced well and too good, <laughs> and that's the problem, like we we like value these great chefs, but soon there should come along what I want to call it immortal chefs, chefs that cook shit that's not like killing you with flavor, so that you don't overeat, and maybe somebody who's a chef can like figure that out. Like you just give a hint of taste, give a hint of salt. But you don't like over spice anything because that is an invitation to making the food into a poison. That's just that's my view of it. So what I'm talking about now. Fasting is also very important. Uh your body can get rid of a lot of bad stuff that has accumulated, but only in its starvation state. And the starvation state occurs after twelve hours. So if you can starve for like two hours a day, 14 hours, and then eat only, you know, only vegetables and meat and uh, and no fruit. Yes, I'm talking about like really, it's it's a strict diet, man. But this is what this is what I call the immortal diet. It's like it's the diet that the society doesn't want you to eat, and like. They're always pushing, you look at it, man, it's everywhere, like candy bars, like on every aisle, they're just like there to get you to shove it into their your mouth. Like they make it look so good, all the chocolate and all that shit. Chocolate is another thing. Chocolate is like so addicting when you combine it with sweetness, with sugar, that I just, I'm, I'm starting to think, and same with coffee. Coffee is addicting too, man, like the taste and the smell and everything, everything that has that strong kind of flavor to it is going to is gonna be addictive because of the taste. 
So things that taste really awesome are going to be fucking addictive, like pizza, like awesome pizza. But there's, like, really nothing worse for your fucking body than a goddamn slice of pizza. It just gets converted into straight-up fucking fat skinny kid or just fat kid. How about that? You ever look in the mirror, like, after, yeah, just a little while, and you're like, fuck, I just got fat. I didn't realize I got fat. Like, But you'll get fat. You'll get, like, 15 pounds, you know? Like, most normal people gain, like, 15, 20 pounds, and they'll just kind of leave it on. And they'll look at pictures, and they'll see, like, oh, shit, my face is getting a little fatter. But, like, they'll just let it happen because they think it's just they can't do anything about it. I mean, some of these people, like, fucking go exercise and shit like that, and then they go home and they eat a fucking loaf of bread. Just, like, ridiculous, man. Like, you can't eat fucking these things, man. You, These things are a drug. I'm trying to tell people, man, they're a drug. And if you want to be immortal, you'll just got to just gotta avoid them. Man. Don't eat that fruit, man. See, that's what happened with Adam, okay? He was an immortal. Eve was his immortal. And he's like, hey, why don't we eat this fruit? And God told him, don't eat that fruit. And my interpretation of that is, don't fucking eat carbs. I mean, I, I know it's fucking ridiculous, but hey, I, I, that's the only sense I can make of it. Now, how would carbs give you knowledge of good and evil? And I also worked that out. Carbs give you knowledge of good and evil because they put you in a low blood sugar state. After you take in some carbs, your body gets really high in blood sugar, and then as the insulin comes in to eat it all up, then that blood sugar gets very low, and you get hypoglycemic. And that's a state of low blood uh, uh, sugar. And so in a low blood sugar state, that's where all the evil comes from. That's where all the insecurity, that's where all the fear, that's where all the racism, that's where all the anger, the pettiness. It's all from low blood sugar. So you think about it, everybody's just swinging their sugar up and then swinging their sugar down and then swinging their sugar up and then swinging their sugar down. And, like, they're on a constant roller coaster ride of, like, I'm feeling pretty good, now I'm feeling pretty depressed. I'm feeling pretty good, and now I'm feeling pretty – so – they take whoever they're with on that same roller coaster ride, and that's why there's all this conflict, and nobody sees eye to eye. Because some, you know, some person's riding high, and the other person's depressed because they're on a different cycle with regard to the carbs that they ate. So, if you want to be an even keel, chill dude who doesn't get mad a lot, or, or chill girl who doesn't get mad a lot, don't eat no carbs, and your blood, your blood level will stay fucking nice and even. Because it'll be burning protein and vegetables, and that's it, you know, it, it, and, and fat. It'll be burning fat, protein, vegetables, but the carbs will be very little of it. And also, when your body is, like, overloaded with carbs, it doesn't burn off the toxins that come in and let them linger in your fat cells. So you want to you have a clean lymphatic system. You got to get these carbs off, man. You just got They are the drug. They are the drug that's killing this earth. They start with kids onto it, and they turn kids and people into zombies. Because once you get to a certain fatness, you become a zombie. That's my fucking theory, dude. Like one, like a certain layer of fat, and you're just no longer. You've been taken over. So you don't want to get to that. So don't. When you see it growing on you, you have to be wary of it because it's a tomb. And it's a tomb for a purpose. One, they want you to be a consumer to buy all kinds of shit and have a voracious appetite. And guess what? It's a bottomless pit. The appetite for carbs is never satisfied. It's only 
temporarily satisfied at like every three hours. You notice people like they they have these diets where like, oh, you should eat every three hours. These are carbohydrate diets, man, because you're hungry every fucking three hours. So you don't want to deal with that. Now, back to fasting. You should eat your last meal at a certain time and then set your clock and fast, go to sleep, and then wake up and and make sure that you haven't eaten for like 14 hours. At the very least. I, I would prefer 16, but that's the deal, okay? And then between the 16th hour and the 24th hour, you can you can eat whatever the fuck you want, um, but then you got to start to fast again. So you start to fast from the time you ended eating the last time. Okay. So if you want to keep eating all the way through the night, and but make sure you're only eating within these food groups of like vegetables, meat, tofu's good. Uh, no beans, no fucking pasta, no fucking bread, no goddamn fruit, nothing like that. Just straight up, like, it can have some fat in it, but for the most part, you're just eating good, good like, lean, not even, it doesn't have to be lean, like, just decent organic meat or no meat, you know, you can just do the vegetable thing and just eat some nuts, and eat, but don't eat too many nuts. Nuts can, like, a handful of nuts, like, don't go crazy. But the thing is, if you're not eating carbs, you can eat a pretty good amount of nuts and not worry about it. Scratch that. <laughs> nuts are carbs, but they, they have a lot of protein. So, I don't know, man. Maybe you can't have nuts. But anyway, you you decide. If you're still getting fat, then you've got to cut out the nuts. I mean, that's that's the idea. Like, you should have a fucking washboard app, and you don't have to fucking exercise for it. You should just be there. And the only way for it to get there is to not eat carbs. It's just the way to go, but I'm, I'm not going to stop harping on this fucking point. I just have to convince myself. Because I'm over here talking to you, a fat, skinny kid. I'm fucking 15 pounds overweight. So I'll, I'll let you know how I, that I got it off. I'm gonna, you're going to keep me accountable because I'm hoping that to announce in the next Letters of Fallen Wisdom that I've lost five pounds by not eating carbs. Because guess what, man? This shit is so addicting that I'll say to myself, okay, no more carbs, and then someone will fucking throw some carbs in my face, and I'll, my hand will just grab them and shove them in my mouth. And I'll just be like, holy shit, I guess I'm not quitting carbs. So I'm, like, amazed at how powerful the addiction is and how it's taken over my body. So it's a very it's a very insidious drug, man. It's worse than heroin, I think. And uh, just, just stay away from it. There's nothing good there. Nothing good. I know it tastes great. It tastes great. Now, what can you use the first sweetener? Monk fruit is good, very good, and stevia. So use those two things. Don't stray away from those two sweeteners. They're the only ones that really aren't carbs. The rest are kind of imitation carbs, very chemical, or actual carbs, um, including um, these uh, bullshit, uh, art, what do they call it, uh, sugar alcohol. Alcohol sugar that has no calories. That Don't be fooled by that bullshit, dude. That, that gives you the same response that it still pumps, like, insulin into your blood. It makes you store fat. So there's no point to even just get rid of it. Um, actually, I don't think it actually controls your insulin. But it, it, it makes – it signals to your brain to store fat for some reason. I don't know why. So stay away from that. Just stevia, monk fruit, and finally – this letter of fallen wisdom 
is about understanding limitless time. Okay? It, how can a finite mind understand limitless time? How can you contemplate it when you have all these constructs of beginning and middle and end? Nothing's, nothing's forever. Well, your mind is potentially forever because it's a self-repairing biological machine. It is not a machine built by man. Machines built by man wear out. And we've transformed ourselves into a man-made, a man-made, we're sort of like a beast of burden that man has imposed its own limitations upon. We're like these cattle that have been hemmed in and brung to slaughter for eons, finally waking up to our chains. Uh, Yes, we are our own captors in that respect, like, it's not like there's some superior being has done this to us. No, we have done this to us. We have put ourselves in a slaughterhouse to be exterminated, and we just take the feed that they give us, and we allow ourselves to get um, really fat and then plundered for our wealth that we accumulate. And it's it's a shame, man. It's, it's a despairing nation, and everybody's very upset. How are we going to get people on track? Well, that's really not your problem. But the first thing you have to do is get on track yourself. Become an even-tempered, thin, fit person. And the only way to do that is eat bland, just a little tiny bit of salt, not a lot of seasoning, vegetables and meat, fucking um, no more cravings. No more, and, and stay away from alcohol, man. Just stay away from it because it's it's just another sugar. It's just another fucking sugar. And that feeling you get, that little, like, lightheaded feeling what you get when you're really drunk, you know you get that, like, kind of when you eat a cookie, too, but it's, like, it's so slight that your brain doesn't recognize it as intoxication. But there is an intoxication to eating a piece of cake or a fucking cookie, and it's very similar to alcohol. So alcohol is just an... Ex- a, like eating like 10, eating a whole ton of cake without actually having to like get all that stuff in your belly that makes up the cake. It's a way of, of, of alcohol is a great way of transmitting sugar in a concentrated way into your bloodstream to make you drunk. So that's the whole point of alcohol. So you really need got to stay away from it, man. It's just like, yeah, it increases your camaraderie, but man, you just don't do it. Don't do it. Don't. Fucking addicting, also, just like everything else. So, and especially if you if you start like never using if you start um, first of all if you start drinking alcohol you're gonna eat carbohydrates. You're gonna get drunk. You're gonna be like fuck it. I want some fucking cake, and you're gonna eat it. So because and also because it puts you as a, in a low blood sugar too. So the next morning after you eat drink alcohol, you become like you're voracious. You want to eat a ton. You want to eat a ton of fucking carbs. And, you know, it just puts you back on a cycle. And then you want to drink that shit off. A lot of people drink to, like, counteract the shitty feeling that carbs gives them. Because they're so fucking depressed from, like, the low sugar spikes, low blood sugar spikes, that they have to go reach for a fucking beer or a goddamn uh, vodka to, like, come out of it. Fucking roller coaster ride, man, of hell. Let's get into heaven. So... 
that's just the thing I'm eating. I hope it came through. I hope you guys can hear this. But uh, I'm going to be coming back with some more stuff. So uh, I will let you know about my uh, weight issues. And I will report on my weight loss very soon. Like, hopefully it'll be five pounds in the next recording. I think that's going to be a few days. Thanks again.